Welcome to Reception Insider. My name is Kathy Back, and I am the Tasmanian Faculty Manager of the RACGP. And my name's Anne Davis, and I'm a Practice Manager. The topic for today is Accreditation Standard 3, Practice Governance and Management. This standard relates to the way your practice works to maintain and improve the quality of care provided to your patients. This standard talks about good management of go- and governance and is mostly one that your practice manager and GPs will need to carry out. But it's important that as receptionists, you know about this standard and how you may need to be involved in this. When this standard is met, the entire practice team will be supported to achieve excellence in all areas of the practice and to participate in robust discussions about how the practice can improve. There are four main indicators in Criterion 3.1, which is business operation systems. This is important because it demonstrates that your practice plans, sets goals, and evaluates these. Your practice has a business plan that is the basis of what you do and is linked to your strategy and is a way of measuring how your practice is tracking. Having a plan helps to create a bonded team where you all work together toward a common goal. It also helps your practice to achieve consistency and really high standard of quality in the services you provide. Kathy, that's a great overview. And certainly I agree that whilst this is an area that the practice manager will have lots more involvement in, it's valuable for receptionists to be aware, but also be able to find those small areas or maybe significant areas where they can support the practice manager. So let's look at them each in turn. 3.1a. It says our practice plans and sets goals aimed at improving our services. So a business plan helps the team to work together towards a common goal and it very much is about achieving consistency and quality in the services that we provide to patients. So your practice may have a written business plan or it might have a goal that everyone knows that they're heading towards. Obviously, a written one's best, but just when your practice manager is talking about how the activities are going to come together, be assured that they've got a plan in mind. 3.1b says how practice evaluates its progress towards achieving its goals. I think for reception areas, it's really valuable for receptionists to evaluate their own performance. How are they going in the work that they do? 3.1c says our practice has a business risk management system that identifies, monitors and mitigates risks in the practice. Cathy, I think it looks at things like what do we do in the event of a pandemic, a natural disaster, an IT outage or threat? All of which and we've had in the last few years, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes we've, we've ticked all those boxes, we haven't have. we? <laughs> um, so it helps to know what to do and how to manage these situations so that the practice can continue, if possible, to see patients. So the plans can include things such as identifying risks such as poor record keeping. If anything ever goes to court, having good case notes is vital. And that's administrative notes, not just clinical notes. And including documenting consent, which we've spoken about in previous podcasts. The plan may also look at work health and safety risks, such as trip hazards, equipment that's not being adequately maintained. So your practice manager 
may have already created a risk register. And as a receptionist, you can assist this process by just letting your practice manager know if you do spot a risk, something that could be tripped over or perhaps just isn't working properly. 3.1D states our practice has a complaints resolution process. Now, Cathy, I know we've done some podcasts previously about complaints and we're in total agreement that complaints are a really valuable source of information that allows an understanding of potential problems and ways to identify things that we can do to improve the services. It's also a great opportunity to create a good relationship with a person who has complained. We can listen to them and we can address their issues. Complaints should be recorded and reviewed. Some practices have a notice displayed that tells patients that they have the right to complain and that the practice will always try to resolve complaints directly and then have a process of how to handle the complaint if it's not able to be resolved by the practice. Of course, there are laws, policies and procedures relating to complaints and your practice manager will be aware of these. And these are taken into consideration when the complaints policy is written and implemented. A useful thing to remember here about complaints is that sometimes an interpreter or a legal representative may help the patient while they're speaking to the practice about a complaint. Most valuable thing for the receptionist is to give the practice manager feedback about every element of this particular process and policy. Fantastic. Thank you, Anne. Then if we go on to Criterion 3.2, this is all about accountability and responsibility. This criterion is really important because it establishes the clear understanding of roles, accountability and responsibility in all members of the team. So everyone knows what their role is. Everyone has a clear understanding of expectations around them. It also means that the team member's performance can be appraised against these responsibilities And you can identify where additional training is required. So 3.2a says that all members of our practice understand their role in the practice. So everyone should have position descriptions. And if you don't, if you haven't seen one, have a chat to your practice manager because they inevitably will have them for you. And your position description should outline the requirements of your role, who you report to, and who is responsible for each aspect of the practice's operations. Position descriptions are normally signed and dated and they should be annually reviewed so that they can be kept up to date. Things can really change in a year in your role and so it's very important that these are kept up to date. Certainly those annual reviews are a great idea but sort of in my experience as a practice manager, I must admit that's not something that necessarily happened every year because even though it's important and sadly, you know, other things tend to come before, don't they, Kathy? They do. <laughs> yeah, it's a reality, yeah. isn't it? So I think that's a gold standard. What do you think? A gold standard there? Gold standard, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so 3.2b is a bit of a follow-on from what you were just saying because it states, our practice has performance discussions with each team member. And this is so we can identify training and development for each individual. And these may not be necessarily a formal discussion, would they, Cathy, in that it's whilst it's, it's, that's a nice thing to do, I've found in my time as a manager that often having more frequent time 
timely discussions about performance, you know, what's happening with each team member is actually more valuable than waiting till the end of the year. Absolutely. I think that those annual reviews, you should know as a manager what's going on with your team by that time anyway. Mm. Nothing should be a surprise in those annual reviews. So I think it's those regular catch-ups and chats to your team Mm. where, you know, hopefully the relationship is good and you can be able to share issues and concerns that can lead to training needs as well. So being identified. So 3.2C says our practice inducts new members of the practice team and familiarises them with our systems and processes. So ideally, all new staff understand the principles and policies of the practice, how to deal with the workplace health and safety issues, how to manage confidentiality and privacy of the patient's health information, and how to manage emergency patients who come in or contact the practice. So look, we've picked some of the key elements there, and really induction can be a bit overwhelming. There is so much as a medical receptionist that you have to know that it's impossible to take it in in the first week or the first month. Really, would you agree, Cathy, to to even get near, it might be six months. Just getting your head around the software alone sometimes. That's exactly right. Quite a task. I think a valuable thing the receptionist can do here is to just give the practice manager some feedback if you think, oh, this is something new that's happened and I know we've got a new staff member, a new receptionist starting next week. Can we please add this to the list for the induction? Absolutely. And I think it's really important to remember also that learning is ongoing. You know, all your induction, everything you need to learn in a general practice doesn't just happen in the first month. It's ongoing forevermore, (laughs) learning more things. Criterion 3.2 says that our practice has at least one team member who has the primary responsibility for leading risk management systems and processes. Now, if you're in a small team, that's obviously going to be your practice manager or the practice owner who does that. So, you know, again, that's something that you could just be aware of, that there will be someone who is in charge of leading the risk management processes. But again, anytime you ever notice anything that's broken or a risk or a hazard to the practice, it's always good to just let your practice manager know. And our practice is criteria 3.2E says our practice has at least one team member who coordinates the resolution of complaints. And again, this will normally be your practice manager or one of the GPs, a practice owner. So it's good to know who is the person that will resolve the final issue, the complaint. Obviously, If the person complains to you as a receptionist, you're involved, but you then need to hand it on to your practice manager, let them know what's happened, and they will coordinate the resolution of this issue. Yes, last thing is we want a a complaint that we think that we've resolved it, but in fact we haven't. So that's a really good point. Okay, so that brings us to the end of Accreditation Standard 3.1 and 3.2. To our receptionist, thank you for doing what you do.